Hi, and welcome to Be More Now. My name is Blake Moore, and tonight I'm interviewing sound healing author, teacher, researcher, and practitioner, David Gibson. We'll be discussing, among many things, vibrational sound healing and its connection to science, health, consciousness, nature, and the universe, now and in the future. But first, here's The Frequency of Love, a soundscape created by David Gibson.
So before I bring on David Gibson, I want to tell you a bit about his background. It's There's a lot to say, but I'll just give you a, a brief overview. David Gibson is the founder and director of the Globe Sound Healing Institute in the San Francisco Bay Area and online, offering individual classes and state-approved certification programs in sound healing and therapy, and also audio recording. David has written the number one selling books in both fields of audio recording, the art of mixing, the art of producing, and sound healing, the complete guide to sound healing. He is also a top-selling producer of sound healing music. His music is in many hospitals around the country, including Boston General and UC Medical Center. He also runs a sound therapy center at the Institute and online, offering 15 types of sound healing treatments. David has produced nine international sound healing conferences and is also the founder of the Sound Healing Research Foundation, which is researching sound for pain, sleep, PTSD, autism, ADHD, dementia, anxiety, depression, and grief. He has now set up the Medical Sound Association with a group of doctors and sound therapists to figure out how to cure every disease in the world with sound, music, and vibration. David has also set up the Sound Education Center for Children and has created over 2,500 exercises for children based on all the books on brain development for children at every age level. You're about to listen to a conversation that was held earlier this week. So David Gibson, it's really a pleasure to have you with me here on Be More Now. Do you want to start with providing a bit of your background, who you are, and how you got interested in sound and vibrational healing? Okay, yeah. I actually started out as a recording engineer, and I worked with a lot of major groups like James Brown's band and the Doobie Brothers. And um, then I started seeing the magic coming across from different musicians. Uh, You know, I would get chills and goosebumps. Sometimes the room would turn purple, and I'm like, whoa. You know, how can we reproduce this at will? So I then uh, added on, we had the whole recording school uh, for many years, and we added on the sound healing, God, about 20 years ago. And from there, it's really gotten very detailed as to exactly how sound works, not only for um, like sound bath or, or concerts where you just play instruments and and crystal bowls and voice and Tibetan bowls and and even tuning forks and and, and didgeridoo, right, to get people blissed out and miracles often happen. But now it's actually gotten very specific as to medical treatments with sound and vibration for specific issues, everything from PTSD to cancer. So uh, we, we've we set up a whole research foundation to to uh, focus on that and uh, a medical sound association as well. <clears throat> so it's really, it's really gotten uh, uh, very specific, although we're still, you know, accessing source and, you know, doing the woo-woo thing and getting really high as well. So I want to get back to your sound recording. So you're doing all this stuff, and were other people noticing it as well? Was it just you? You start talking about it together, and you said, I have to take this to the next level. How did that actually shift into what you're doing now? Could you still do recording or no? Yeah, yeah, I still do recording. We even teach recording at the school. Besides the sound healing, we have the whole college in Sausalito, although we have all our classes online as well. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, it kind of just shifted organically. I, um, 
I just started doing my own recordings only about 15 years ago, and that's when it really, uh, I just started uh, uh, getting more interested in exactly different specific types of healing and CDs for, for different issues. Um, also what helped, you know, was teaching my recording classes. I had students come in with all these different ideas that they would come up with, and I learned so much from them as well. Besides, you know, I also wrote the number one selling books in audio recording, The Art of Mixing and The Art of Producing. They are the books used in the field in, uh, in every college just about around the world to teach audio recording. And I wrote the, the main, books in, main book in Sound Healing, The Complete Guide to Sound Healing. So I have a really unique perspective as to the combination of audio recording and all the parameters of music and exactly how that can light you up physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually, right? Yeah, that's, that's I think, the thing that you're such a synthesizer and I, your ability to bring people together, experts, the research, your own discoveries, and you just you are probably one of the most knowledgeable people in the broad view and the bringing everyone together in sound healing. Yeah, I've done like nine international conferences, and I've learned so much from all the different people there. Also, we have 24 instructors, and I've just learned so much from them. So, yeah, I really do have like an unusual broad perspective. A lot of people in the field of sound healing are focused in one area or the other, in very specific areas. It's really very complex and very wide-ranging field. And I've, I've kind of, uh, you know, done a survey of what everything, uh, what, what all is going on out there, and then look at where we can have move any different area forward. Yeah, that's what's so great. It's like your, your ability to mix music in an interesting way is the mixing of the sound healing and bringing everyone together. Like you understand how all the components actually create the one thing is what I always think of when I think of you. So <laughs> yeah. how, would you, how would you define sound healing, just for those who don't really know what that means? It's really the use of, it's actually the use of sound, music, and vibration for uh, a full range of different issues physically, whether it's for uh, any physical issue or pain management, uh, mentally for brainwave entrainment, to use binaural beats to entrain the brain into different brainwave states, delta, theta, alpha, beta, and gamma, for different issues. And emotionally, for releasing stuck emotions and transforming negative beliefs. And spiritually, for accessing you know, more gratitude, compassion, love, um, the frequency of your soul, and ultimately the frequency of source, which I see as all frequencies. So it's really the use of sound in, in, in all those areas, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. The most basic way to describe it is it's, it's about creating consistent, stable vibrations as opposed to the chaotic vibrations of fear ah, or anxiety <laughs> or anger ah, right, or pain ah, or, or stress. Ah, it versus the vowels, which are consistent and stable waveforms, like e 
when the body is healthy, every single part of the body is humming consistently instead of chaotically. So it's really all about getting us back to that stable, consistent vibration, which is the definition of peace, right? right? Peace is a frequency humming consistently. So that's kind of the basis behind it all. But then you can get really specific as to the frequency of every cell, the frequency of every organ, the frequency of all nutrients. I mean, you can go into nature and look at, you know, the frequency of the pollutants in nature. So it, it gets uh, very detailed from just stable, consistent. And how are these frequencies determined? Oh, boy. Well, God came up with <laughs> Right? <laughs> well, it's interesting because, you know, in the classes we hand out 10,000 frequencies for just about everything you can imagine, and nobody agrees with anybody as to what is what. In the body, here's the problem. The frequencies are most likely completely different from person to person, right? And that's why there's no set. Uh, set frequency. Now, in and that's nature, because everyone's sized differently, and we are all have different. Uh -huh. our, some of our stomachs are bigger, our organs are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Now, but there are when it, there are specific frequencies in nature that are definitive, and you know, science uh, often describes things based on its frequency or vibratory rate. All of the elements are actually just different frequencies, different vi vibrational rates of, of each of the elements, right? So it's actually, it's actually pretty simple when you actually get into it to scientifically to find the frequency of something. In the body, what you can do is simply play a tone generator and sweep through all the frequencies, and when you hit the resonant frequency of something, it will actually start vibrating way more kind of like the wine glass, you know, or a crystal bowl for that matter. Mm -hmm. It's like you mm -hmm. hit the resonant frequency and it sinks, right? And so it's easy to find the frequency. Now, what's really interesting is there's a guy named John Stuart Reed who uh, invented the cymoscope, and this actually shows different mandala patterns of water droplets whenever you play certain frequencies to the water droplet. And it's a really, there's some really cool visuals. It's called cymatics, C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. And he's now got a, an electron microscope device, or has worked with it, that, uh, that is, that will actually show you the entire harmonic frequency content of a cell when you actually uh, test it, right? And so based on physics, there's two ways to go. First of all, if you find a, a cell that's healthy and you play its frequency or combinations of frequencies to it, it will make it healthy again, right, mm -hmm. if it's not healthy, if you play its, its, right, its correct frequency to it. And that's like the basis of the new medicine. But then if you play a frequency to a cell or combination of a frequency of frequencies, that is a bad cell like cancer and turn the volume up, you can explode it. This is exactly like ultrasound on kidney stones, right? They find the resonant frequency, turn the volume up and kablooey. So with this device now, we can now find the exact resonant frequency 
of every cell, which means we can add them up and find the frequency of every organ, every part of the body, and destroy cancer 100% of the time. It's like right. the, the potential here is just huge, just really huge, right? And do you feel that there is interest in the medical field to really push this forward and there's a desire to understand sound healing and vibrational healing? Um, there is and there isn't, right? Yeah. Of course, the pharmaceutical companies aren't exactly excited about this, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? But, but yes. there's many doctors. We have in the Medical Sound Association, we have 400 doctors and sound therapists now working to, to figure out precisely how to heal every disease in the world. What's happening is that, uh, you know, we've had a lot of doc doctors that have taken our program, but doctors are seeing the potential now, um, especially now that the opioid crisis happened and, and everybody was looking for alternatives was one thing. But here's the other cool thing is hospitals, certain hospitals, especially Kaiser, are, uh, is getting really interested. And the reason that Kaiser is interested is because they are a, um, an insurance agency as well. So they're looking to reduce costs, not like most hospitals, right? So they're more on board to actually helping bring this forward uh, uh, from the people I've talked to than anybody. So it gives me hope of being able to bring it through the hospitals because, you know, I mean, if I, treat, if I come up with a cure for cancer myself, I may have to move out of the country, right, right. or, or be right. a little scared, right? Yeah. But yeah, when exactly. you get the hospitals, uh, 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 you know, uh, leading it, then, then it's really cool. So I see a path for it actually happening. I want to take a minute and remind you that you're listening to Be More Now. I'm your host, Blake Moore, and I'm speaking with David Gibson, sound healer, researcher, teacher, and author. The other thing that's been happening is we've got a guy that we make actual sound lounges, which are uh, tables and lounges that have subwoofers embedded in them that vibrate you intensely. And there's a guy in Colorado that's using them for first responders. He's actually got contracts with 75% of the uh, police and fire stations there. And if they have a crisis, he uh, um, uh, goes out and puts them on the, the sound lounge. And a crisis means about to commit suicide, right? And so he saved 150 lives now in, in the last year. Hold on, I want to get this clear. You're saying he drives out with a van, he's got equipped with a sound lounge inside, and it's kind of a triage for someone who's exactly. suicidal or first. Okay, just want to make sure I'm straight. <laughs> so he, there's a doctor that's, that he's working with that has seen the, how effective it is, who's the head of 75 ERs in, in Colorado. And so he now wants to put the sound lounges in the uh, ER for the nurses and the doctors there who are, you know, stressed out. Wow. And, and wow. Uh, so that, so th there's another path of getting the doctors really interested to, to uh, you know, uh, get rid of their anxiety and their issues and their pain, which will then help bring it into the hospitals as well. Yeah, in a sense, and we all have really understood in the last few years the crisis on our first responders. So as yeah. a... And, and we don't really quite have anything effective that we know of 
you know, mainstream wise. I mean, obviously everyone's found their own techniques, but this is a really great way to break through because if it works there, like you say, it can work anywhere, right? I mean, that's right. the idea. Right. It's wow. amazing. Wow. There's only one. I mean, this the, uh, Ed uh, Ed's company in Colorado is the only company that actually takes care of first responders in all the states. He's the only company that's set up in any state. I mean, they have little things here and there for first responders, but not, I mean, because, you know, it's, it's tricky because they don't want any stigma. They don't want to go to a normal hospital, especially not to a mental ward, right? Right. So, so it's really a major problem. And so what we're looking at is we've, we've got funding coming in to set up this whole first responder program for uh, California first, then all the states uh, across the U.S., and then we want to bring it into uh, the war zones, right? right? It's just so effective. And what's, what's Ed's name? What's the name of his company? Is there a way that people, if they wanted to find out more, could? Or Oh, Ed's company? Yeah. I can't I'm remember sure. the name of it. His name is Ed <laughs> Rupert, though. It's R-U-P-E-R-T. If you do first responders, Ed Rupert, you'll probably find, find it. So there, well, that's the thing, too, also about you, David, is your brain is connected in so many neural pathways to <laughs> many, many people doing this incredible work. You just finished a sound healing conference for the brain. Oh, that my God. Ended, want to oh talk about God. that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's the, the science of brainwave entrainment, where you can use two frequencies, create a rhythm to entrain the brain into delta for sleep, theta for creativity, alpha for presence and learning, and beta for overcoming ADD is really definitive. And people have kind of gone off the deep end with it. And it's really cool. There's this one guy, that uh, Jeffrey Martin, who has mapped out all the different levels of consciousness there are based on EEG maps of the brain. So he can show you know, where people are at. And, and we're talking really high states of consciousness where people are just blissed out, you know, one with the universe and universal love all the time, right? And so they are now, it's like we've now proven these higher states of consciousness scientifically. But, but he's got whole techniques and workshops to advance you to the next level. And he's come up with frequencies for microtubules in the brain using ultrasound that will activate these higher states of consciousness in lab, labs like repeatedly. Right? It's, like, it's like gone off the deep end, right, to be able to access. And then there's, there's the people that uh, are working with anxiety and depression and PTSD, dementia. I mean, we're looking at, you know, frequencies to dissolve the plaque. In, in the brain for, for wow. dementia. And we've got now a whole uh, program. We've actually hooked up with the largest dementia company in Northern California. We have a whole detailed program for dementia that, that uh, the Medical Sound Association and the degree students have come up with over many years. And so, so the conference, it's just, it's just amazing. Uh, we just finished it, but there's free replay for the next uh, two weeks, and then it's just $97 if you want to download it. But if you go and it to, was, it's a four-day conference, right? Four days worth of teaching? Yeah, uh-huh. Globesoundhealingconference.com slash brain. Uh, capital B on the brain, but if you just go to Soundhealing 
Conference.com, you'll get there. There's a link to it. I, I watched a number of them, and they're amazing. And just it's so exciting to see how healing is so much closer than we thought. We could completely have no more anxiety and depression in 10 years. We could have no more PTSD. We could overcome dementia completely. I mean, seriously. And it's like, it's like unbelievable, really, not to mention that we can get, pe- get people really high <laughs> and connected to, to, you know, nature and source, right? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's also you founded the Globe Institute of Sound Healing. You've got the school. You've got a certification program. You're training a lot of people, and basically you're putting all sorts of individuals out into the world and doctors and healers and just people that want to work on healing themselves. Right. So you're training. How many people have you probably? Oh, we've, we've done that. We've taught thousands over the last 20 years. Thousands. We've got, you know, a few hundred per year. And uh, right now we are doing some classes at the Institute in Sausalito, but it's limited to 10. And the rest is online, or you can do the whole thing online. And it works really well online with the live instructors. And uh, it's just, it's really life transforming. It's really about how the universe works based on vibration, right? Mm -hmm. Learning that. And then also a lot of skills that you could actually use as, as, uh, in your work or, or as a career. And then also we just get people really high and really still over and over and over so that becomes the norm which is really right. good for you physically mentally emotionally and spiritually right and trains the brain to be able to to find those states on its own just through witnessing right. others doing it yeah. and i know you've been involved with boston university and the uc medical center so you want to talk about that yeah with uh, um the uh, shu mass in boston actually paid us a bunch of money to create a whole series of cds for sleep and anxiety and, and, and uh, depression. And so uh, I have to tell you, you know, a lot of people, it's really funny that I'll tell you about the uh, UC Med, that a lot of people, you know, still think that this is kind of woo-woo. Yeah, it's like, oh, we just play a bunch of bowls, you know, get high, and, you know, it's like, it's, like, it's kind, of, kind of weird. My, my brother in Massachusetts, he said, you know, what the hell are you doing this crap for? This is ridiculous, right? And then my brother gets prostate cancer, and he goes into UMass in Boston, and they're advertising my CDs on the TV. (laughs) And so he starts talking to me, and I tell him all about the science, and now he's totally into it, right? Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny thing, right? People have to hear it from the perceived experts to recognize right. that it, you know, that legitimacy has to come the other direction. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's really a problem as well, you know, in, in the field, because a lot of people do think of it as kind of just like, like kind of woo-woo, and uh, they don't realize there's very specific uh, physics to it. I was a physics major at UC Berkeley, but the physics of vibration when you get down to the cellular and organ level is very definitive. It's, a, it's not also the, the, the science around brainwave entrainment is definitive as well. I mean, you can hook up EEG and see precisely what's going on with the brain when you play a rhythm, and your brain will synchronize to rhythm very quickly. Right? We also have a whole series of CDs that are created with an anesthesiologist at UC Med here in San Francisco, and they're using them in 
and for uh, not only for pre-op, before surgery, and after surgery, but during surgery, to you know, to have people in. Oh wow! Them. So playing it while they're in surgery. So is it playing in the operating theater, or is it yeah. something in <laughs> well, their head? Yeah, yeah. Normally you have to use headphones because sometimes the doctors go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> So they'll put the headphones on the patient while the surgery is being performed? Uh-huh, exactly. exactly. That's amazing. Yeah, this has been going on for quite a while. In fact, there was a doctor that was on Dr. Oz that's been doing this for many years. Uh, it's very cool. Yeah. And for so, all types of surgery, are there specific surgeries where it's found to be better for or what kinds of frequencies? It's really just to, to really uh, have people be in the zone more when they're actually mm-hmm. in the surgery. So there's not, because, you know, there's still a large part of you that's awake when you're in surgery. It's, right. it's, so it's really just, it's basically relaxation and so your system isn't freaking out as much, right? Kind of a problem uh, with, yeah, with, with this, the whole term sound healing, because it's not really just healing. It's also, you know, getting, it's creating health. It's also lighting up, you know, I mean, it could be just resonating sound with gratitude, compassion, and love. And we've run into this problem with, with um, this one project that we're working on, and that is we, we got a $100,000 grant to take our entire curriculum with our 24 instructors into two Montessori schools. <clears throat> and over three years, we created over 2,500 exercises, um, for the kids from three months all the way up to 18 years, all based on the books on brain development at different age groups, right? And so we've implemented a lot of these exercises in two Montessori schools, and we've actually created now a website called Sound Education Center where we have 500 exercises from kids for all ages uh, that you can download and use. And now we're going to start doing classes. We're not setting up an official school, but we're just going to be doing free classes for kids at different age groups starting in about two months here. And, and that will be all online, correct? Uh-huh, online right, classes. Right, exactly. Uh-huh. exactly. And then we've actually set up a whole association called the Sound Education Association to actually refine the rest of the 2,000 exercises and then to bring it into public and private schools around the world. So we have all these major educators helping us. We have even one woman that's like the head of education in California that we've, got, we've gotten contacted with, uh, in touch with. And so, so I'm really excited about this because it can change the kids dramatically. And it's not just sound healing. It's, in fact, we don't, we don't even use the term sound healing. It's really sound and physics of vibration. So we go into the actual physics of not only sound but color and light and, and the quantum and geometry. Uh-huh. Right. And geometry. And also music, not as a, as a way of becoming a professional musician, but as a way of understanding the universe and the way the body works, right? And, so, and then the most important part is emotional expression. So we're doing the social-emotional part of learning with, with being able to express how you feel and, and, and be able to communicate uh, feelings in a much better way. You know, it's like as babies, 
we were uh, professional sound healers. If you had anything going on, you just let it out, <laughs> right? And then around one or two, it's like, right? And then you get in school, yeah. and it's like, no more sound. Right. And we lose that God-given ability to express our emotions, which keeps us healthy, right, to keep mm-hmm. the flow going. And so mm-hmm. it's just, it, what we're doing is, is really <clears throat> keeping that going for the kids from, from, as they grow up. So they can totally express themselves and, and, and be healthy, right? So it's just an amazing program. And uh, to see the children already, we've got 200 hours of video, but to watch them transform, it's like not only do they love the exercises and they, they're getting a lot out of it uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, but also... They just can't wait to do more. So it's like inspiring learning, right? right? Where all of a sudden they're like excited about the next exercise. They can't wait to learn about all the frequencies of nature, all the frequencies in the body, all the frequencies that make up the whole universe, which is not woo-woo at all. It's exactly basic science. I mean, frequency is the most basic uh, fundamental aspect of, of, of reality there is, vibration, right? Right. It's that, it's that exciting part about the Tao of physics. We're finally starting to understand we've really got the two places that have come together. And to be able to start that at a young age where, right. you know, rather than taking the mystery away, right. we're ex- not explaining it, but we're sharing it. Right. You know, it's like, it's like my math, math class. I had no idea why where I was learning it. I mean, what's yeah. this about? What's the point? What's it connected to? Right. And when you learn math and, and frequency and, and, and geometry based on the laws of nature, then it's all, you're, you remain connected and return to that connection throughout your, as you're going up. And there's no like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Which leads to you, just kind of no grounding, right? Right. Can you yeah. speak specifically to an exercise that might be used? Yeah. You know, um, I mean, okay, there's a, there's a perfect one that we do in class here in the, in the, uh, in the regular school, and that is to make, to make the sound of how you feel, right? Right. Okay, this is how I feel. Right? It's so interesting. <laughs> like, you know, in the sound healing classes, I, I, we do that every day, and people come in. I say, make the sound of how you feel, and people um, look at me a little weird, and then they do it, right? So in the schools with the kids, I went into the three- to six-year-old room, and I said, okay, make the sound of how you're feeling. They looked at me like I had two heads. Like, you know, right. they weren't going to do it and be weird in front of their, their friends, right? But then we did call and response. I said, okay, make this sound. Or actually, this one woman, she said, you know, we don't, we're, only those two over there know how to sing. We don't really, the oh, rest of us aren't good singers. <laughs> oh, no. And I said, okay, well, can you do this? And she goes, oh, yeah. And can you do this? And she goes, and can you do this? And she does it. And I said, look, you're making sounds. Don't think of it as singing, right? And she's yeah, totally right. doing it, right? So, so then after doing this call and response where we're just, having them make really weird, fun sounds and them giggling and everything, then we start talking about, well, this is, you know, this is how I was feeling yesterday 
my friend was not feeling well, and I was feeling kind of sad. Right? And then we start working into them being able to make the sound of how they're feeling. This is really cool, not only for the young ones, but what's really interesting is it translates directly into our work with autism and dementia. Because with the dementia, when they get into later stages, you know, words are a little bit difficult. So in the earlier stages, we're teaching them how to make the sound of how they feel. And we do the whole process of getting them comfortable with making sound again, right, until finally they can do it. And then as they move into later stages of dementia, then they can go, <laughs> it's so funny, one of the, the workers there, she said that, oh, yeah, Joe, he kind of just mumbles, right? And she, and she <laughs> said, and one day I just started mumbling back to him, and we had a whole conversation going. <laughs> it's <just> connection, <laughs> right? And it's exactly the same with autism. Uh-huh. It's like if uh-huh. you can make a nonverbal sound connection with someone, that's the whole deal, where they realize there's an actual connection going on. So you're not having to deal with words. Right? So it's really cool to get this more primordial aspect of communicating, which we're born with, yeah. to, to, to be able to use it again. And it's so much easier to express emotion with sound instead of trying to put them to words. Once again, I'd like to remind you that you're listening to Be More Now. I'm your host, Blake Moore, and I'm speaking with sound healing author, teacher, researcher, and practitioner, David Gibson. And I love it. I mean, it's definitely something that I have found incorporating in my life where I've always been a sound maker, and it is so helpful because sometimes the sounds I make them, I can even make them in my head, feel them, and that's good enough. Like I want to make a big loud sound, but I don't want to maybe offend the person I'm talking to or whatever, right. you know. And, right. and so there's a way that you can. I mean, do you believe that even in your mind you can make these sounds oh. and it still has a a feeling? Yeah, oh yeah. You know, and uh, I've read books of uh, 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 spiritual teachers that say actually making sounds silently is more effective and powerful than making it out loud. Because first of all, you're learning to use your mind to actually control your own vibration, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. you could actually listen, once you practice a bit, you could actually listen for the frequency of your adrenals going, ah, right? And simply mentally do a sound silently of, your adrenals right so when you get really good at transmitting frequencies I mean it's the quantum world right and it's well proven and and you're you're totally again using these mental vibrations to overcome the chaotic uh, other vibrations which is really huge right now with all of the fear anxiety and anger out there Mm -hmm. I mean, to Mm -hmm. simply just, you know, I mean, one of the easiest is just do the sound of love, right? You can just do, and you can send it to others. You can just resonate it, but it's a stable, consistent energy, right? And so you just... And that's whatever you think the sound of love sounds like to you, right? (laughs) Right, right. You can't do it wrong. That's one cool thing about sound (laughs) healing. 
I, I, always, I always start the classes, I say, that you can never make a wrong or bad sound. You can't be out of pitch. It's always perfect. Because that's the biggest problem, right? People think that they can't sing. They, they have to be, do it perfect. It's like you completely get over that. So, yeah, any sound, as long as you're just running love energy, that's all that counts, right? Just running that love energy at, along with the sound, and then, and then it totally entrains you or the world into that higher vibration the more people that do it, right? Right, and that by you doing it, you create that entrainment for other people. And, and I think that that's something that most people – well, no, you know, that's one of the reasons why spiritual gurus are so popular because when you go and sit with them in their field, it's their resonance, right? Everyone right. feels that. Stable, consistent stillness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just go mm-hmm. sit with them to get that stillness. It's really, you know, when you get down to it, it's all about being peaceful, going to peace. Because peace is good for your immune system physically. It's good for all your organs. It's where you're the most creative, and it's a portal to other dimensions where you're one with the universe, right? Peace is the whole deal at, at every level. Right? Yeah, peace is wellness, is healing. I had a question I want to backtrack a little bit when you talked about exploding the cancer cell, and that's something that comes up for me as, you know, let's say someone's cancer is metastasized, and so when you, you can't really cut something out because it might have moved somewhere else and they're afraid that if you might cut into the cancer and send it through the body. Mm-hmm. So do you see this ability to explode the frequency? It doesn't send the cancer cells all running through the body to go do something else. It just dissolves them. So yeah, you know, I've heard that, you know, that you have to be careful. You have all these toxins that are released when you destroy cancer mm-hmm. cells. But I know people uh, that have done intuitive healing with, on cancer and gotten rid of cancer completely, and there is no healing crisis, right? Um, you know, it's really, it's like when you're cutting, you're really, you're not really, it's almost like a jackhammer. You know, you're not really going in there and exploding the cancer cells. You're actually just cutting around them, which could actually spread it into the bloodstream elsewhere because there's all types of stuff wide open where mm-hmm. the cut is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when you're actually just targeting the frequency of a specific cell, well, that frequency doesn't do anything else to any other part of the body because that part of the, uh, the other parts of the body aren't that resonant frequency. It only resonates at that one frequency of right. whatever the cell is. Now, when it's metastasized, I could see that the tricky part is to find the frequency of each of the cells, you know, because they, they mutate. They're all different. Yeah, but I, I, my guess, in fact, is that most of them are, are about the same, and there's a few that have mutated, right? So I bet if you find the core frequency, and that with this device that, that John has, that the electron microscope, we can actually do it in real time and see what the frequencies are and explode it. But here's the problem. <clears throat> this is just getting rid of it physically, right? I mean, yeah. if you're still running that emotional issue that's creating it or whatever toxins are creating it, it could easily come back. So you, then you've got you to work at, at the other levels as well. The good news is you'll be alive to be able to do it. <laughs> Right. You can actually perhaps do that work. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's right. Which the is case. cool. So it's not a bad thing. Right. 
It's for I mean, light years better than chemo or radiation. I mean, goodness yeah. gracious, we're not going to kill the yeah. rest of the body. And do you feel that that is advancing to the place where it's being used in treatment? Are there clinics and places that are actually doing that at this stage? I don't know if people are doing it. There might be a, a company in Israel that's actually doing it in real time because they, they actually have a, a ultrasound device that can actually destroy a, a brain tumor in real time with, while looking at it with MRI. It's, um, uh, I forget the name of the company, but if you do a search for um, operating room of the future, oh, it's in SciTech, I-N-S-I-G-H-T-E-C. Um, they, they had developed it, and this is like even five or six years ago, so I think there's places that are doing it now, but I, don't, I haven't really checked it out, right? Um, the, 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 the thing that they're not doing yet, and that is finding all the frequencies of the cancer cell. If you find, I mean, any thing has multiple frequencies. It's not just one frequency. And when you find uh, the combination of frequencies, all of them, and turn the volume up, you can use destructive resonance to explode it 100% of the time. There's the TED Talk right now with Anthony Holland where he shows four different types of cancer being exploded with four different electromagnetic frequencies in real time. You see the video of the cells exploding on you just do a search for Anthony Holland and TED Talk. But he says, well, we're, yeah, we're able to destroy the cancer 30 to sometimes even 60% of the time. Well, he's only using two frequencies. If you find all the frequencies of that cell with this electron device, electron microscope device, I really see very clearly that we can explode 100% of the time. That's amazing. I'm going to, and for those of you who are listening, I've, been following all these links that David's offering, and I'm going to put all the links on the archive of the show so you can always go and, and find them there cool. because it's so exciting. And I also want, do you think that anyone, I mean, I think this is a good question because so many people have limiting beliefs, but do you think that anyone can reach a higher state of consciousness with sound and vibration, or do you need to be a lifelong meditator? You know, some, sometimes some of the visualizations can be challenging for people. What do you think about that? That's interesting. Well, you know, in, non, in the, the whole field of non-duality, they say it's just one thought away. I mean, right. It really is just, it, I mean, it's, but, you know, we've got neural pathways that are pretty embedded. It's the way the brain, the brain's <laughs> kind of a mess, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like, it gets its patterns and it sticks to them and it's physically embedded. Right? So oh, it's yeah. a little harder to change it when you've got patterns embedded, which in, then actually get embedded in the whole body. But, you know, spirit is really powerful and it's never far away for anybody, right? It's really close to the surface. I mean, I've, I've seen people like, you know, that are completely gone and with the right words and energy, it's all of a sudden they're like in tears or they're just lit up like a Christmas tree, right? And so I really think it's, 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 it's interesting, though. Um, there's another level where uh, they talk about uh, different levels of consciousness. And this guy, Jeffrey Martin, in the conference said that these different levels, you actually move through to higher and higher levels, which happens to correspond to the teachings of Alice Bailey, the spiritual teacher that says there's different initiations that you go through. Uh, and we were talking, I was talking about it with Jeffrey, and, and I said, well, you know, sometimes I'm in bliss. I'm just like one with the universe and universal love. 
And then like the next, you know, next day, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm growling, <laughs> right? And he says, yeah, well, we kind of go across all the, the levels. Some people do. But, you know, you get where you're more and more consistently in a higher level. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. The highest level is where you're actually one with the universe, which can be a real problem where some people become homeless, they don't worry about schedules anymore. Yeah. They give <laughs> but, away all their money. I know right, someone who right, gave away exactly. all the money. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Jeffrey's actually got whole workshops on how to in- integrate oneness into your normal daily life. <laughs> <laughs> and it can freak some people out, you know, where they, I mean, they have this experience where they see we're all one and then they, 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 they come back and it's like the world sucks, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, how do you, or, or, or the world doesn't suck, but maybe the way I'm living in the world sucks. Right. I don't right. want to live like this anymore, you know. And right, then right. everybody I'm thinks you lost your mind. You're like, no, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, so, so there is kind of, I feel there's kind of a progression you go through where you can consistently stay in it. But, you know, I think anybody can access, I mean, it's like saying, it's like, it's like, Anybody can access love, right? I mean, and that's like, that's the basis of it all, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you think of it that way, it's like, oh, or just do the most basic, just do gratitude, right? Gratitude for all the things in your life, right? Then, then that's really higher consciousness. If you think of higher consciousness, not as a higher frequency, but as a stable, consistent energy, then, you know, gratitude, compassion, love, joy they're all just the best right and then 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 there is one little trigger where you go into what most people call oneness but it's an ecstatic state where you're kind of just connected to all and you you even disappear and it's it's a well-known state now and there's also uh people always report there's universal and incredible indescribable love there that's like a whole nother stage but i I know people that are getting that um, more and more. Most, a lot of people access it by being around people that are in that energy mm-hmm. through their resonance, right? But also there's just little, I mean, even an accident can trigger it, right? right? Where all of a sudden you're like, whoa, you know, I was one with the universe. I can access that completely now. But so that's a little trickier to teach to people but um, it seems like it's easier these days. Yeah, people are more and more open to mm-hmm. finding new solutions, right? right well, we're, right. We are, we're all getting close to out of time, and I want to make sure you share your website so listeners can find out more about you. Okay. Yeah, it's soundhealingcenter.com. We'll go to all the things we have. We've got the school, the store, the therapy center. We've got a lot of different treatments we do that we can do online. We can find your home note and do brainwave entrainment tuned to you. We also can do voice analysis where we find out exactly what's wrong with you <laughs> and give you a CD <laughs> to balance that out. Uh, we also uh, have the Research Foundation, which includes the Medical Sound Association. If you know any doctors, we'd love to have them join, or the soundeducationcenter.com which is uh, where all the children, the stuff for the kids are as well. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, so and we have an open house. Let's see. We have an open house. I don't know if this has aired before, but on uh, July 11th. And that can be found at the website. Yes, yes, soundhealingcenter.com. 
goes to everything.com. And I'll put all of that on the archive. And if there's one key message you hope listeners remember from our talk today, <laughs> what is that? It's really <laughs> You've had so many nuggets. Yeah, it's really interesting. You have the power with your voice, with any vowel, to create this consistency. And, you, and it's just as simple. So if you're ever feeling anxiety or, or, or fear or anger or anything, which is rampant on the planet right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard not to get entrained into it. Simply do any vowel. Like, like you could just, and you can either do it for yourself or you can send it out to the whole planet. So you could go like, okay, I'm going to send love to the whole, oh, if you guys want to join in, uh, yeah. send, send love to the whole planet with a sound now, okay? Mm-hmm. That simple will just calm you. It feels so good. <laughs> Thank you, David Gibson. What a pleasure it is to talk to you. You are a master. It is just an honor that you've put so much time and effort into helping the world understand this untapped gateway that I believe you're helping to tap. So thank you for bringing us all together. Cool. Thank you so much for having me on. And that concludes my interview with David Gibson, sound healing author, teacher, researcher, and practitioner, and founder of the Globe Sound Institute, among many other things, David Gibson. To listen to this show again or catch past episodes, go find Be More Now on kzwax.org and click on the link to the show archives, or you can also find it on my website, bemoreyou.net. That's letter B-M-O-R-E-Y-O-U.net, where you can find the links mentioned in today's interview, as well as subscribe to the Be More Now Spotify podcast. And I'll be back on July 1st with San Francisco Mime Troupe music director and composer Daniel Savio. We'll be talking about the upcoming 2021 San Francisco Mime Troupe summer radio series, Tales of the Resistance, Volume 2, Persistence. I want to thank you all so much for listening tonight. Go out and make the sound of what you are feeling into the night sky. And remember, consistent, stable vibration. Good night, y'all. Everything you pray for, this has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willitson Dukaya 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening. I love, I love, I love it.